This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka. The Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. If you see me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, yo mama's favorite Dame. Yes, yo mama. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Oh, shit. Uh, Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 176. Yeah. Man, we getting closer and closer to 200. 200 just seemed like. You know what was crazy? Like somebody hit me up. A friend of mine was on uh instagram talking about tipping and and i was like yo you should listen to our no tipping episode she was like cool send me the information like what's the date on it and i had to go back it was 2016 nigga that was like the fourth or fifth episode yeah that's somebody asked me um to send them an episode we did on snitching and like we didn't do a whole episode. It must yeah. have been like a top swap, but I went through all of them. And I couldn't find that shit. So, Me neither. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to y'all for like wanting the content and shit. So, you know, but like it's been, a, it's 176 episodes. Dog. Yeah. And it's really more than that, but we just going, we, we, you know, we, we named them 176 because someone, we didn't even put a number. Yeah. We didn't advance the number, but uh, that's a lot of fucking episodes. Dog. It is, but, but the hard work is about to pay off. For sure. Yeah, about we got to. We got a lot of love this week. Um, last week episode did some numbers, real quick numbers too. Like immediately did really good numbers. That's what's up. And, you know, I think people like when we we have like conversations about like stuff, stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not just current events, current and shit events. Like that. You know, yeah. now sometimes current events lead into uh, like good stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, you know, that's how I be. Um. So man, how, how was your week, brother? Uh, week was good, man. I took my youngins on a little little getaway last weekend. We went to Kalahari. Oh, okay. And a nigga's scared to death of water. Hey, a fan. Why you go to water parks? <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I kept promising. You know, I had my health issues earlier this year, Facts. and I thought about going to Cedar Point, but I was like, that's gonna be a lot of walking on a nigga. I don't know if I yeah, really yeah, want to do yeah. Cedar Point. So I did Kalahari. Oh, you can just play it. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So I just did Kalahari instead. And uh, when did Kalahari become a thing? I don't know. Cause like I never heard of that shit. Like until like I don't know five six years ago. Then like it was just like 
everybody was adults was there and shit like oh yeah it was hella i mean they got a, a swim up bar like i've never been there it's hella shit for adults to do and it's only like it was only two hour drive so i mean but like how long that shit been there who knows like I've, i literally one day it was just the thing that people do yeah who knows yeah but me and the kids had a good ass time like i was a little apprehensive when i first got there Cause I'll be honest, I don't fuck with water. Period. I'm I'm a little scared. Well, hopefully, you fuck with water daily. Yeah, but I'm saying like <laughs> pools and shit. So when I first got there, first ride I got on was like the lazy river, where you just sit in the inner tube and it's a slow stroll. Okay, but there's some motherfuckers horse playing. <laughs> and like pulling on niggas' legs. Hey, <laughs> hey, stop on that. <laughs> hey, young man. Keep that shit down there. Man, I be I told my boss about the young man and shit. Cause you know, if I be at work and like one of the kids is getting out of line or one of these uh people who like to call me N words and shit, they got a line. Hey, listen, if I'm older than you, I'm I'm referring to you as young man. Like that calms that shit down. Like we we gotta separate it's a lot of demarcation. Like, hey, I'm an adult, young man. Yeah. But um you you was out there with the young man. Yeah, yeah. I had to, you know, cause niggas was horse playing and almost pushed me in. like there was a waterfall coming down and I know it's a water park, but I don't want to get water in my face. Uh which may sound stupid. It really does. Well the uh so did you get in the water? Yeah, yeah, I got in the water. Like the lazy river kinda like Help me get in tune. So I, I'm I'm feeling brave now. Yeah. So the next ride, I got on like this roller coaster ride where you take this raft and you like on your stomach and you go through this tube. And that shit brought me right back down to reality. Because that motherfucker. Oh, went, like a little slide? Yeah. Oh, but, them shit's like, they fun. But it's twists and turns. This bitch was faster than a motherfucker. And by the time I made it like down, like that shit drop you like dead in the water. And then I was like, oh, no. Nah. You, this ain't uh, gonna work. you do like roller coasters and shit? Yeah. I fuck like, with roller coasters. I don't because that shit's not fun. When I go to Cedar Point, I ride every fucking ride. What's that shit you be saying? Something about long, some ride, something. It's a little saying. Be like, uh, longest ride. Something. Oh, oh uh, Space Mountain. Oldest, oldest, excuse me, <laughs> oldest ride, longest line. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I ride, I fuck with all the rides to see uh, the point, though. I, 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 disaster transport? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you still riding the disaster? Fam, I ain't been to, uh, I ain't been to see the point in like 25 years. Wow. Maybe, like, I, for sure, for sure, I haven't been since the seventh grade. Nigga, we should go to Cedar Point. No, I take that back. Um, go to Hollow Weekends. Well, I'm probably never going to Cedar Point again. But like, um, why, nigga? What's wrong with Cedar Point? I think no. I was maybe like ninth grade. I went. I went with my, one of my cousins and his homeboys and shit. Uh, you know, I had a little bad experience with Cedar Point. You know what I'm saying? One of my homeboys, uh, uh, God bless the dead. He was on his way, and uh, a semi truck. Fell asleep oh, behind the wheel. Okay. Hit the van. Like it was like it's not a bunch of ways to go to see the point. Yeah. And then like I was like next time only way I go is if because we was all like a little tight circle. Like if all of the fellas got together and went, I'll okay, go. I get, uh, you know nah, what I'm saying? Nah, I understand you. Plus, yeah. like that mixed with the fact like I don't even like roller coasters. Like what what am I doing here? You know what I'm saying? So my daughter went to Cedar Point this year with her mother. 
and she passed out twice on the ride. Who? I got my daughter. I got. The, <laughs> I'll send you the video. I'll send you the video of this. Hey, shit. look, I seen some videos. You know that little thing, and like it's in Florida, and I actually went to this shit before, right? When I went to uh the Bahamas a few years ago and shit, and. Like niggas be throwing their hands up and they'll pass out, yeah. and then like gump, come back and pass out again. You can you can see my baby lose color <laughs> twice and just like blink the fuck out. Why do y'all think this is fun, <laughs> nigga? The shit is hilarious to me. I mean that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but like, why do y'all think that the roller coaster is fun? That shit do not feel good on the stomach. All right, listen. Let me tell y'all what happened. Are you scared of roller coasters? No, it's not scared, but it there was an, <laughs> sounds like an incident. There was an event that happened. Okay. <laughs> Look. Uh, there was an event. So Cedar Point is one thing. But you've been to Kings Island, right? Yeah. So we used to Long went, time ago. We went to Kings Island. And uh I had never been to I never been on a, a roller coaster before. Man, we was having a good old time, right? We had just got off one of the water rides and everything. I'm soaking wet. You know? And me my cousin, Netta, Dwayne, all of us, we get on this thing called the racer. So I'm thinking like, oh, shit, bumper cars or, or some something or another. But no, we're getting a little roller coaster joint. One is going forward and the other one's going backwards. And the two cars race each other through the through the roller coaster. I've never been on a roller coaster before. No one told me what to do, the proper etiquette. All I know, we just going up, clink, clink. Clink, clink. I don't. I'm not scared because I just don't know. I'm so naive. <laughs> and I asked the question. I'm like, man, we. <laughs> it seemed like it was a movie. Like we sure have been going up a long time. When this thing supposed to, and everything just got quiet, and then it hit that dip. So like, you know, you supposed to like hold your stomach and be. T- I didn't know, dog. I didn't know. It was not a pleasant experience. Jay. And I was soaking wet, right? Jay. So when we get off the we got off the uh got off the joint, I'm shaking, I'm freezing. I end up being sick. We stayed the night. We had a little hotel thing there. Like I was I literally got sick because all that wind and the cold and the, like it was just a bad experience and that fucked me up with roller coasters, dog. I've been How old the, were you? I was a child. <laughs> now I've clearly been to amusement parks and um it was some shit in Nebraska we went to. Uh, it was I've been to other parks and I didn't roll the Gemini and shit like that, but like, just not fun to me. I I, did, I don't see the uh, the the thrill, so I'm straight on that shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm straight on that shit. Though. You were traumatized. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm not quite over it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you tell that story before. Yeah, man, that shit definitely happened. <laughs> so fuck the roller coasters, but I was getting freaky on the disaster transport when I was in the seventh, eighth grade with all the you going there? Yeah, because them lights go out. Yeah, that shit was fire. But look, man. So look, dog. I got played this week, dog. With um, well, I, I kind of like halfway got played. So you know, I like cameras and photography and all that shit. And uh, these lenses is, is pretty fucking expensive. So uh, I got this lens from this company, and um, I'm tra- I'm trading my lens in. So you you know wrap that shit up. You send that bitch off. They check it, make sure it's in the condition that they said you said it was in. They give you the money off, and they send you. Yo shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I sent this shit off like on um like last Saturday or something, right? Okay. And they asked me for like shipping, right? So it's like you pay sixty dollars 
we get it to you on Tuesday. $40, you get it on Wednesday. $20, you get it on Thursday. When you do free shipping, we send that shit like September 30th or sometime after that. Okay. I'm like, free. Shit come in on Tuesday and shit. <laughs> anyway, for the free. I'm like, all right, cool. So I mean, whatever. Right. I'm like, y'all niggas try to get me for 60 bucks, but cool. Open a motherfucking box of shit and unwrap that motherfucking shit. And I can tell it's the wrong lens. It's a little smaller. But I'm thinking like, oh, the newer version is small. I'm like, oh, these niggas done fucked up and gave me the newer version of the fucking lens. I unwrapped this bitch, nigga. It's the lens I sent off. <laughs> <laughs> like these niggas literally charged my car. Uh, literally sent me back the lens that I sent them and shit. Nice. Uh, I've, I've been through them before, so like, I, and they a legit company and shit. So I just called them, like, uh, like y'all sent me back like the same, like the. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is my exact same lens. So I sent it some pictures and shit. They had a little serial number and shit. I'm like, yeah, that's your lens. So. We're going to send you another box and then you send that shit back to us. And then we're going to, I haven't got my lens yet. I'm out about a nice, a pretty penny and I still haven't got my lens yet. So I sent my shit back again. Hopefully I get something back. They should give you the free shipping this time. And like, I'm saying expedite that shit. Or, you know, take me to that newer version. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to need you to take some pictures for me. soon. I want to take some like family portraits. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Me and my beautiful children. I got you. Um. Anyway, man. Uh. I think that. Oh, I got my iPhone today. Well, actually, I got it yesterday. Ah. Welcome to the family. Uh. Man, this shit is. It's fucking fire. I sent you the link to my daughter passing out on the ride. Uh. Hold on. Um. I think I'm getting these Jordans that they just sent me about oh, I'm, I'm still waitlisted which ones uh the gray no nah, these um retro high first class flight like white and yellow uh okay. they draw ones them shit is actually ugly as fuck but the ugly ones got a high-ass resale oh. uh so you know what that time it is yeah. uh you said you just sent me that uh shit, i sent you the one. link of my daughter passing out you can <laughs> you can see her face go full first of all she's high yellow like me but you can see her face go flush Twice in the video, and she passes the fuck out. Hey, this is a long ass video, fam. Don't worry, she nah. passes out <laughs> very, very early in the video. <laughs> very early in the video. Oh shit, she gone. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> she come back to life, and then like she ten ain't seconds came back left. yet. <laughs> she, she still ain't came back yet. And now she back. Now she back. And watch her blink oh, out screaming. again. Oh, and she blink shit. out right right again. Where was they at? Cedar Point. Oh shit! What's so funny? This is the exact same shit I was talking about in Florida and shit. There, there she got though. She passing out again. Wow. <laughs> Why do y'all think this shit is fun? This Make is hilarious. Sh- yeah. Like, this is not a, a pleasurable experience, though. Nah. This shit is not a pleasurable experience, though. Mm mm. I gotta find a way to post that to the page. I mean, I, yeah, I can screen record it or something. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, that's a let. Don't do your daughter like that, dog. <laughs> Don't do your daughter like that. Uh, anyway, man, today, uh, your, your man's was in town. Kanye Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Kanye Christ. 
Like I be, I it's in, I be making fun of it. I be in jest, but some of this shit is just, you know. He did two shows. Yeah, well, he did the, you know, the Sunday service, and now he got like a um an album release party thing that's going on, like literally right, right now. now. Somebody uh peeped him. He was eating at the that IHOP slash Applebee's on Jefferson. Him and uh Consequence. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Um. Couple friends of mine, and you know we're actually in the choir. That's what's up. Signed up, did the little choir thing. I mean, I got a job, so I can't be free at twelve o'clock on a Friday. Nah. Um, Even though I'm unemployed like a motherfucker, I'm not dealing with you niggas and and that shit. And um, but like, uh, I'm not dealing with the sheep. What you think about this whole thing? Hey man, just a few months ago, Kanye wasn't cool to like because he had that MAGA hat, was hugging Trump. And doing a lot of questionable shit. Yeah. You know, really riding for that nigga. Yeah. And how soon. He called him a father figure. And how soon. And hugged him. And how <laughs> soon we forget. Because you sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on something. And niggas are quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. And turn a blind eye. Yeah. Uh, few things. You know, I get it. That, you know, maybe maybe it is genuine. That he's trying to spread, you know, the word. You know, y'all niggas go to Triumph and sit through six services on a Sunday. You know, Kanye is in town delivering uh, a musical sermon. Yeah. And you want to go participate. But, like, niggas get easily led. Like, they talk about, I don't want to say shit. They talk about stuff like this in the Bible. You know, they come through in the, what was it, the the Trojan horse? No, no, it was. The golden calf. The golden calf. Yeah, and y'all get to worshiping, you know. That's a funny some word. Some fuck shit. That's a funny word, worship. And like the the, you know what? This is a, a great alley oop that you just do. Because I was gonna talk about the golden calf specifically. This story. So when you think about like in the Bible, when people worshiping false idols, like it's hard for me to believe that somebody took an inanimate object and was like, "Oh shit, this golden calf is God." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. I don't think that's the actual case uh, because the Bible is relative in my well, opinion. Well, the reason I say that is like, so for an example, I was watching, um, it could have been, it could have been the, the, the black album movie from Jay or whatever, but uh, it was some, one of these Jay Z documentaries. Right. Okay. And he was on stage, maybe like O2 arena, whatever. And he was on stage throwing his rock symbol up and the entire crowd had that same symbol up screaming, Hova. Hova, like you got 20, 30,000 people chanting Hova, Hova, all doing the same hand sign and shooting all that energy directly at the stage. Yep. Like, fam, that's worship. Not like in the, like you saying to yourself, like, I think he's my God or whatever, like verbally, but with your actions and with your energy, you are worshiping someone. Yeah. You worship the amount of money he got, his influence. Like you are the image of you Jay-Z. literally are worshiping another man. Now it doesn't like, so I don't think that people were worshiping a calf, a golden piece of gold, but like it's that same thing. And sometimes we got to step back and be like, with my actual actions and my energy, what am I doing? Like, is this something that I'm comfortable with when I, look at it through a different lens or just be real about some of that shit. Yeah, I just got to, like, just in my opinion, I just got to side out of shit a little bit. And then, like, you all know who you are, but, like, I got a a friend of mine that 
is in a position of power at, uh, at the reefer. And I got a lot of calls today from people like, hey, can you call such and such and see if I can get some tickets to Niggas Kanye? tickets for $300. Yeah. $200, $300. Like, literally, before you walk in, nigga was on Facebook selling them one of these free tickets for $300. Like, okay. <laughs> so, I mean. Uh, white folks all through there and shit. One of the homegirls online was like, it's funny how white folks love black church now because in the back of the day, I was burning them shits down. Nah, say it again. You know what I'm saying? Say that shit again. So, if you one of these people, I guess I got to get to my who's man's this pretty early because uh, this is what we talk about. Like, So, if you one of the people who had a lot to say about Kanye West or that you really thought he sold you out because he he talked to Trump. He went up there, talked to Trump, put on a fucking MAGA hat, hugged him, called him a father figure, said that slavery uh, was, was a, a choice. choice. And, you know, all that shit. And you was you was done with him and all that shit. All it take was a song. All it take was. Shucking a, and jiving. All it takes. If all it takes is a church hymn and a genuine melody to get you. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like really? Now granted, I didn't I didn't go that route. Once I realized that Kanye was not in his right mind, I stopped caring because he's clearly a man that needed some assistance right. somewhere. Needed some some his vibrations and everything. Hey man, retards live by different rules. So like I I kind of stopped caring. We talked about it on the show, whatever, but like I can't judge you. Super wise, cause like nigga, you not you not in your right mind. Retards but a lot of people live by did. different rules, my nigga. But all, if all it took for you was a song and a dance for me to say Jesus and say that shit in the melody that you like for you to jump on board, like fam, what you doing, man? That shit, you looking real funny in the light. It's the exact same situation we just saw with Jay Z in the NFL. It was fuck the NFL, then Jay Z getting control of singing and dancing. And y'all watching the TV again. Yeah. Like it got to be more than that. If that was your stance. You know what I'm saying? If you was neutral, hey, do your thing. But I, I don't dislike Kanye West. I'm not an anti-Kanye West or whatever. But dislike a it's a thin gray line where this is at. And if I'm being real, it's like right underneath the line. It's not at the line. It's like right underneath the line. So let's talk about it. I'm anti-following the pack. Like, I don't like that pack mentality. I'm anti-following just whatever's popular. I don't have no problem with people and their religious preference and how they choose to digest their religion. Me, myself, I like the old-fashioned way of going to church on Sunday when I feel like going. But, I mean, if you feel like Kanye is bringing the spirit for you, then God bless it. So it's it's the reason I say it's on that line because it's a double-edged sword. Cause some of these church songs, remember when we had the discussion, we was like, What's your favorite church song? Yeah. Uh they was down there singing it this week. I <laughs> mean, today, right? And like that literally is one of my favorite church songs. Hallelujah, salvation and glory. That's like one of my favorite songs, right? Yeah. So with a little if, Rockefeller on it. So if you a believer or whatever, or if you whatever your faith is, if you like the church hymns and you also like an Aaliyah melody and you blend those together. I don't, I can't say there's nothing wrong with that fam. You right. praising God and having a good time at the same time or whatever. More power to you rock with it. But the thing is, 
it's this movie called Leap of Faith. I remember Leap of Faith. With Steve Martin, I yeah. believe. Have you been watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO? Uh-uh. It's a show with Danny McBride, and it's about a family of like televangelists, and mm. they run like a huge church. I'm going to check it in out. In Texas. It's a comedy. But I mean, every stereotype that you feel about, like people think about big churches, yeah. like they, they run through it. So the reason I brung up Leap of Faith, and if you haven't seen the movie, I think you should. I mean, it's like that movie's super old, but it touched me as a child. Yeah. And I saw what the fuck was going on, right? So in the movie, Steve Martin character, he like a he a fake preacher. He one of the niggas who travel from city to city. You know, he do all the weird shit and push your head down and do all that crap and collect the money and dip off. And he be really like a piece of shit. But like somebody was in the crowd and he actually healed them. Like somebody was like legitimately, legitimately in a wheelchair and he did all this funny stuff and the person got up and and that really messed him up. You know what I'm saying? Because whether the message the message is the message and the, no matter what the messenger is, if the believer believes it, he, you can be healed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that made me think like, wow, that's like the, 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 the biggest placebo effect ever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause you thought that person faith was so, was so strong that they thought you was telling the truth and they healed themselves, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So I look at that the same way I'm looking at this Kanye stuff too. Right. Because the Steve Martin character in that movie, you got to deal with your own karma. Yeah. But for everybody else, y'all, I hopefully y'all know what's in y'all hearts and what y'all are doing. But like, this just some dangerous stuff to play around with if you playing around with it. Not dangerous in the fact that you're gonna go to heaven or hell, but like you, you are playing with something very important that people live their lives by, right? Indeed, you people live their lives by. People die over this shit, go to wars over this shit, split up relationships and marriages. Like this is something very serious. So if you are dealing with something that connects to something so serious, you got to be right with it, man. Yeah. You you can't I you, agree. You can't you can't juggle this shit. So I or, mean in the Bible it says there's a special place in hell for people that pray on, you know, the the righteous ones. Yeah. Well let's ask ourselves though, why we initially liked Kanye West? Yeah, Black like people the, in general. I like his music. Jesus walks. For me it was through the wire. That was the first song. Yeah, but Jesus was. Walks got everybody on the hook. Like, this dude special. This something different. All the older, like, it, Jesus Walks, you couldn't have a, like, it got you. And all I needed to he do. He threw Pastor Mace on the remix. Let him pray on it, too. Facts. Rhyme Fest wrote Jesus Walks. Yeah. Not, not that I wrote Jesus Walks. That was my song. I got the version. I've, yeah, I've heard the version with of just, just Rhyme Fest. Yeah. Kanye added, like, two lyrics. The uh the the um Adam Sandler joint like we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast that wasn't in the song yeah but other than that like Ron Fest got the Grammys for it like the writing credits like it's not like a a secret or whatever but like and then yeah. they fell out after the shit well he's still there but they go back and forth but he he he's still there now but that got people on the hook now you ingratiated because oh shit he he got he Jesus he you got him on the hook now. And if all it ever takes black people is a little bit of Christianity and a little bit of racism, caught, like last week we was talking about all you take to get somebody on a, the Republican Democrat, say somebody racist. And then we all gonna be like, ah, oh, get them out of here. Yeah. Race and religion. You got them on a the hook. Like 
you got black people on the hook, dog. Black people have been slaves to religion for quite a quite a long time. Because uh I forget who said it, but I was watching something this week that every other nationality that comes to America comes here with their language, their name, their religion, their heritage. When we were forced over here, we were stripped of all of those things. Language, religion, mm-hmm. heritage, our culture. What was your name? Yeah. <laughs> who who did we, like, before we were introduced to Christianity, who did we pray to? And I'm not knocking Christianity. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. Thanks. You know, and that's, that's where I find... That's where I find my comfort. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's I think it's a reasonable question to ask. Like, who did who did our ancestors pray to at night? What was they common traditions, custom and culture? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because before two thousand years ago. You know what I'm saying? But like that's a whole different conversation. What I'm saying for this how how this is, we are very easily manipulated. We've seen it over and over, and I just hope that that's not the situation. Sprinkle some Jesus on it, and niggas will will run to it. Look, I was involved in a scam, my nigga, a fucking scam, top to bottom, and we was hitting churches. And we sang a song or two, throw the Lord in it, and people was giving money. Hope is a dangerous drug, man. It is. It may be the... the (laughs) Hope is a dangerous drug, man. It is. It definitely is. Mm. So listen, man. uh, More power to you. You know what I'm saying? Given the track record, I don't know if we can trust uh, the act. Well, fuck it. We can't trust the actions of men. So if you believe, you just believe this. This is what's I'm not knocking somebody for if if you feel like this is what's fulfilling you, then God bless it. I'm not I'm not going to knock it. Mm-hmm. But I just noticed it's a it's a it's a big sheep mentality. Facts. And a lot of y'all are just going with the whatever wave is hot. Followers in the herd running over the mm-hmm. cliff. Whatever whatever wave is hot, a lot of y'all are following. I, I would I would behoove you all to still go to church on Sunday. I hope y'all wore y'all um make the hood great again hats when y'all went down there. Shout out to Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, so look, man, this is a conversation I did want to have today. Um, I mean, it was brought to you by um all the shit that's going on with the the six nine trial. <laughs> um, but I want to have a conversation about this whole snitching culture, snitching, title telling, the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? So, what do you think about this whole Takashi shit? <laughs> Like, number one, I said it last week, he is not of that life. You cannot expect a nigga that is not from the streets, has not lived by that code, to follow the G-code once the pressure is applied to a nigga. First of all, a nigga with his hair the same color as Fruity Pebbles, to me, ain't got no credibility, and I know you start putting the pressure on that nigga, he gonna bust. Plain and simple. I never expected the nigga to, to stand tall on them charges. Not never once. And just given the type of individual he is, the type of rapper, if you want to call it, that he is, like that's that's not his that's that's not his lane. The nigga want to come home. He want to come home. 
and he was going to do whatever possible to make sure that he fucking came home. Niggas extort. What he, char- he charged with? I don't know off the top of my What'd head. What he do? Hanging with some niggas that was on some like, wild shit. Because everybody like he wanted to come home. He trying to be. What charges? What he do? Who I'm he not, shoot? I'm not sure what he got charged with. This nigga been a police. I officer. think allegedly he ordered like a hit on somebody. That's not what he charged with. I, I've seen the video on YouTube when he was trying to put a hit on. Well, I'm I'm put thirty on him. I seen all that shit. That's not what he charged with. Then I I'm I'll be honest. I'm not off the top of my head. I have no clue. No, this shit is a game. <laughs> okay, this nigga been an agent the whole time. I I do, I do not think this nigga this just happened to happen, dog. So when I start looking at this shit. And him, his testimony. First, he say uh, he started to cooperate the day after he got arrested. I mean, he he started feeling the fire, which means you already had contact before then. Yeah. And matter of fact, they called him before and said they they let him they picked him up when he was about to get killed. Like they they heard on wiretaps that we clearly know that they have now that they was about to get him out of there, and he was in the same place as the rest of them. So they that's when they snatched him up. Um, but like, I think he was a, this nigga was Donnie Brasco like the whole fucking time. Even he explained how he met the dudes. He was a, um, like waiting tables and the dude came up to him. He used to come in there for coffee and talk to him or whatever. And was like, do you act, do you rap? Uh, and he like, you got to look for it. And he used to rap and do like some old rock star type yeah. type rap shit so they took him over to, like kid rock or some shit they took him over to moscow and, and and russia and all that shit and build him up over there so they got him a fan base over there got his all the streams and shit up which is why when he came back to the states and dropped his very first song as takashi 69 that gummo record it shit blew up and he had all these fucking streams. Never heard of the kid before this song. Right. He just happened. Out of to, nowhere. Out of nowhere. Jumped on the song. And 10 songs he released. 10 of them hit, hit the charts. Really though? I mean niggas get manufactured every day. Like industry plant type shit. So then you got to think about it. All right, bet. He was going at a lot of people, wasn't he? Yeah. Random motherfuckers all over. The, the hardest niggas you can possibly think of. The, like the do- the most dangerous niggas you can possibly think of. Telling niggas to suck his dick. I remember that very vividly. And then going there. So if I'm like, let me stop this right quick, because I'm not crazy. We don't we gonna act like COINTELPRO Pro didn't exist. Right. Like we we don't put people in positions to to learn about things. So I'll just remind us of that before I continue. So you mean to tell me that you want to go argue with Chief Keith, right? You want to go into that city and and bake them? I hope them do some hope. So let's say you work. I with dare the, these niggas to do something because you already working with the feds. I want to investigate Chief Keith and all of his people. So I'm going to send you. I'm going to send my agent there to get involved and see what kind of information I can get. I, we've been fucking with Jay Prince and them, all of the princes, <laughs> for a minute. Oh, Trippy Red in Chicago. Let's go send him there too. Like this is some real. This this could be some real. J. Edgar Hoover shit. Send agent Daniel Hernandez down there to do his thing. Yeah. And I like, never looked at it from that point of view, but I mean, it makes sense. Nigga, there's videotape of him getting kidnapped. The entire shit. 
crystal clear video and audio. His fucking driver been working with the feds. Yeah, I, I did see that because that just came out like this week. And that was prior to. Like, nigga, this whole thing been. Just a whole setup from, from beginning to end. Now, the question is, like, why? Like, I don't I don't understand why. Like, is it like a, a, a task force trying to take down hip hop? Well, not hip because the niggas who they who who they got targeted, they're not he the only one quote unquote rapper. Like so, I shot in them niggas or nine tray, whatever the fuck they want to claim. I, I I don't know what's going on in New York City. I don't know how big them niggas is or what they're getting to, but apparently they wanted them. But how else? Like this nigga went from Moscow, was a regular nigga, and they just put you with a whole bunch of gang banging niggas in, from Brooklyn and shit. They had to help manufacture that that image that you was talking about. Why would you accept that in though? It's got to be some money involved. Money and and shit, nigga, fame. Also, fame. The Fed said they had an informant in the the nine trade since like two thousand and fourteen or some shit. That was before <laughs> Takashi. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like so, but we just like fame is the drug. Fame is fame is meth. Is crack. Is coke. Niggas will do anything for a piece of that shit. Mm. They they're willing to sacrifice anything for a piece of that shit. You look at. Even even on a much smaller scale, like likes on Instagram, like niggas are willing to like purchase people to show that you have followers Fam, I for seen, fake likes. Dog, I seen a bitch and I use that word specifically upload a video of her breaking in, entering into a woman's house, kicking the door in and beating her up on ta- on camera like you literally kicked in the door. And then beat her up on camera and upload that shit to the internet for likes and views. Fam, you're going to prison. <laughs> like you're, like come on, dog. Like for likes and views. But but the fame, even though it might be very short lived, for some people is worth it. Just for that, just for that, not even 15 minutes, that 15 seconds of fame. Because with social media, everything moves even faster than it was previously. Your feed is constantly updated. Somebody's constantly posting something. Yeah. It's constantly changing. So, I mean, niggas are really fighting for 15 seconds worth of fame at this point. Because if I go viral, nigga, I done made it. Somehow this is going to make me some money. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what everybody want, right? I want to go viral. I want to go viral. I want to go viral. And it's, it's a lot of broke, popular niggas. Niggas, say it again. But And it's a lot of rich, quiet niggas. You know what I'm saying? Rich nobodies. And broke somebodies. Yeah. So I I do kind of think that this shit was a setup the whole time and he's never been a gangbanger or none of that shit. And I think he just was a fed the whole time. But since the the the, the topic of snitching is being um talking about all week, I want to talk about it because I, me personally, think all y'all niggas is lying and y'all fraud. And y'all say shit because it sounds tough and it sounds great on the internet, but you're fucking lying. And y'all never did nothing to nobody. That doesn't mean I've done something the to somebody. The phony tough and the crazy brave. Not, that don't mean I've done something to somebody, but like I just stay I just I just stay in I stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Man, I can't see I can't believe he can't walk the streets of New York City and this and this. Why? When that nigga come out, he gonna drop an album and he gonna go on tour. Regardless of that, let's just say, like, what you gonna do? You about to go shoot the nigga? 
I'm gonna run up on Takashi. Like you live in the city of Detroit. He come into town. You about to go find him and shoot him? You about to kill him? There's no benefit there. Like y'all not gonna. They be talking about Alpo came home. He live in Harlem. Well, whoever he told on, dead or in jail, what you about to do to him? Because what y'all fail to realize, me personally, I don't have a problem. How do I word this? Uh, I don't condone snitching. I don't condone. I don't condone tattletelling, being in it with your mans, and then flipping on them for a lighter sentence when you was fully, willy, uh, willingly participating. Right. But if a nigga tell on you. 95% of me don't give a fuck. Because guess what? Telling on you is part of the fucking game. That shit isn't part of the game. Like, if you in the streets, getting shot is a part of the game, getting robbed is a part of the game, and getting arrested is a part of the game. And guess what else is part of the game? Getting told on. Because niggas been telling on niggas since the beginning of crime. Like, that has always been a part. How do you, you mean to tell me in 2019, you can start some shit and you think ain't nobody going to tell on you? Nobody? Ain't nobody going to see it, not nothing. Nobody going to do for self? Because at the end of the day, they saying, nigga, I'm more important than you. And for niggas who don't follow no rules, it seems like y'all y'all got one rule that y'all follow on the internet, but like in real life, we know that 95% of y'all tell. Tell them. Because 95% of all court cases end in a plea deal. You know what I'm saying? Shotty took a deal. I mean, he told he took a deal for 15 years. So, like, I don't even understand why if the head of your organization took a deal, why is it niggas trial still going on, fam? It's over. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you got a giant wit, you got a witness here. The head of your organization has took a deal. The rest Take of the niggas, safe route, my fam, nigga. get out of here. <laughs> like, you, you about to, like, it's he took a deal. That don't mean he's he he did some nefarious shit or told, but I'm just saying he took a he deal. He did for self. He he did for self. I want to know is, so if you were, so they say Sammy the Bull snitched, all these people right. snitch who are stone cold killers. 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 Sammy the Bull legit got bodies on his, he was killing for tens of John Gotti. 50s and 60s. I don't know how many people he killed, right? So he snitched, or your name ain't bad, whatever. What you going to do to him though? Because I'm still the killer. Like I'm still the same nigga that was now, killing. Now that's a little bit different because the mob might try and take him out. I get that. But what I'm saying is... All but you niggas, regular nigga on the street you, ain't going to do shit to Sammy the Bull. And some of the niggas who he, who he was running with and was murdering and doing all this shit, like, y'all know how he get down. Yeah. Whether he a rat or not, you know how he get down. What are you going to do to him? Not shit. Because power is power. Fuck Money power and intelligence is power. Nigga, power is power. What you going to do to him? Nothing. I mean, that nigga lived his life in the pen and it's still alive. It's still alive. Nobody killed him in jail. When Alpo came home, what you gonna do to him? Nothing. He <laughs> he lived he lived safely in the penitentiary and came home. Now I'm not condoning. What I'm saying is Snitch's gun still go off too. Yeah. Them niggas just said, fuck you, I'm more important than you. So let me ask, because everybody loves to say this shit. Uh I'll do anything for my kids. Would you do anything for your kids? I want to say yes, but I feel like this question is going somewhere else. It's it's a, like, would you do anything for your kids? Yeah, I love my babies. Well, then you would tell. Like, that's just that simple. Or you wouldn't do anything for your kids. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it is. If it was the difference between seeing them, seeing them safe and grow up, and all I got to do is tell, huh. yeah, niggas, who I got, who I got shit to prove to. <laughs> now I'm not saying that I agree with that, but let's let's be real. Yes, y'all gonna tell. Listen, when the, I've seen niggas crack under pressure, when them when when them lawyers got you in that room and they talking football numbers. Not not two, three years. I'm talking 20, 30, 40 fucking years. Niggas start breaking and they think about, push a T. Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. When niggas is looking at football numbers, like they 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 start looking at life differently. Now all of a sudden, I love my mama. I love my girl. I love my kids. I don't never want to leave them. I want to be with him. For, I want to be with them forever. When you was in the streets shooting niggas, Doing whatever you was doing with with money, drugs, scheming, whatever you weren't thinking about that shit. But when that, but when they get, when they finally pick you up, because that's like you say, it's part of the game. It There's is. no such thing as old cowboys. You understand? Niggas die on the battlefield. You don't see old soldiers going to war. Niggas die on the battlefield. The game is the battlefield. And when niggas start really realizing, oh shit. This is it. This is it because nobody, I won't say nobody, but most people don't jump, don't quit while they ahead. I'm going to get this one last lick. I'm going to do this one last thing. I'm going to get million dollars and I'm going to stop. But then you get that million and you got that, you got the hunger for more. You got the taste of something more and niggas do it one more time. I'm a, I'm a, and that last time is that what gets you. You can be 19 and oh, that one is what's going to throw you up under. It really will, dog. Um, like I, <laughs> so I was listening to the Joe Button podcast for the first time in a long time because niggas be biting, and uh, Maul was on there, you know, being Maul, and he was uh, like, "I don't like how everybody's making jokes about snitching. Like they're making it like it's making it acceptable." I saw Shannon Sharp post a meme with Takashi. He can't, he can't post no meme about that because he doesn't come from that. He doesn't live that life. Yeah, he can post a meme like, about it. Like, nigga, what the fuck Because niggas going to get about? these jokes off. Why do you think that telling or not telling or snitching is relegated to black people? Or that you have to... Nigga, the police don't snitch on each other. It's called the blue code of silence. Lawyers don't, don't snitch. It's called I plead the fifth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like attorney client privilege, the mafia calls it omerta. This thing of ours, the code of silence. The coaster nostra. Yeah. Like so like what the fuck like listen, you're not about to guilt trip me or make me feel bad cuz your homie went to jail cuz somebody told him, "I really don't give a fuck." Like in in my heart of hearts, I don't know the nigga. I don't give a fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, niggas are going to jail behind this. Niggas get shot in their face. You don't give a fuck about that. Like niggas die every day. Like niggas when, go to jail every day. Like when You're I not about some, to make me care because some nigga that I don't fucking know got told on doing some shit he shouldn't have. Like I'm not condoning when, him getting told on. When I see I don't some, give a fuck. When I see some shit like free my homie. Well, what did your homie do? Oh, he killed four people. No, the niggas in the right place. Let me tell you something. Let me give a very brief story time with Dave. I know a young man. I'm not going to say him or his family's name because it's it's still sensitive and somebody that died. I know a young man that was in the streets. 
a terrible young nigga. I've known this nigga since the day he was born to the day he died. He died like about 25. It's it's a partner of mine's younger brother. The nigga was a terror as long as I can remember. Like literally from like seven, eight years old, he was a terror and a, a terrible little motherfucker. Somebody ran up on him and shot him. But, I mean, he had done a lot of terrible shit in the street. Sure. Okay, come his funeral, you know, a big, big, very expensive funeral that his family put out for him. He had a he had a baby blue casket. I'll never forget that shit. You know, big, expensive funeral. Everybody talk, get up talking. Oh, he's in a better place. You know, we love him. We miss him. His grandmother got up, came to the pulpit, and she said, my grandson has been a terror since the day he was born. He went where he deserved to, and he is in hell burning. <laughs> she said her grandbaby is in hell. Nigga, the church went silent. And Somebody got to speak the realness. And she sat back down, and they proceeded with this funeral. You know, like it was a line of niggas getting up to speak when she said he's in hell. And he's burning, and that's where he deserves to be. Like, nigga, there was no more, oh, he in a bit, nah, nigga saying, precious Lord, close that casket and wrap that shit right the fuck on up. The repast was silent as shit. Look, man, um, I posted this on the Shop Talk page. Uh, Papoose initially had posted it, right? Um, and he said, police got the blue code, the mafia has a code of silence, the government has a gag order, politicians plead the fifth. Yeah, they try to make our culture think snitching is okay. Snitching is not a street thing. It's just morally wrong. I don't think that snitching is a street thing. I do think it's morally wrong. Um, you tell kids when they're little, don't tattletale. Um, nobody likes to tattletale. Like, I ain't nobody. I'm not a street part. I'm from the hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm of it. I'm not in it, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like I don't I didn't sell drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I didn't do like a lot of it. Everybody did some illegal shit in their Yeah, life. I done did some dirt in my you know life. What I'm saying? And so we'll get we'll we'll move we'll talk about that a little bit later. But like everybody's done some illegal shit in it. Well, some people have done some illegal shit in your life, but that don't make you like an ongoing criminal because you did a few things. Yeah. Right. But like no one had a no one ever had a conversation with me. Who said, all right, this is what you do and this is what you don't do. I gave this one example and shit, right? It's like seventh grade. Uh it's like four of us at a table like this size, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the culprit is the nigga sitting in your seat. Okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here and there's two niggas right here. This nigga pick up the biggest book he can find, launches that bitch across, hit the teacher in the head with that bitch. Like boom, it like smacked the whole side of her mm-hmm. shit, right? Um, she knew it came from this table and she like, who did it? All of us went to the principal office. All of us got kicked out because, like, clearly I seen a nigga do it. And but it you're was, not gonna tell, right? The nigga was. I don't. I can. I can. I, I could beat the nigga up. Like it's not like a, a fear thing. And like you don't want to go back. You don't want to come back to school and you to snitch. It wasn't even that. It just you just don't do you telling no niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't never no conversation. It wasn't never. It's like boom. I got kicked out of school because I wouldn't. I was like, look, I had my head down. I couldn't see what was going on. Boom, boom, boom. That don't got shit to do with being no gang, no no street vibe. Like, nigga, that's just on some moral shit. You just know not to run your fucking mouth. You don't tattletale when you little. You know what I'm saying? Boom. And 
everybody knew who did this shit anyway. You don't need me to say it. Like right. this the the worst nigga in school. <laughs> like you know who did this shit. Like literally the entire class knows. You don't need me to say it. I don't, you don't need know. You know who did this you, shit. You was just guilty by associate. You, know you, you just happened but, to sit at the table that day and you became part of the fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when we did the um, the Family Matters episode, is that what I called it? My Family Tree episode when I had my brother and my cousin and them shit up in here. Yeah. Like, we did some shit. Some shit happened when we was younger and we got in trouble for. I didn't do it, per se. I just didn't tell. Like my brother didn't come to me, my cousin didn't come to me and say, "Hey, look, we not gonna tell." You, you just, just didn't knew not tell. to tell, yeah, because that's just some some shit that's built inside your morals and shit. But what y'all niggas is talking about around here, y'all are fucking lying. Like everybody, <sighs> so they mad at Takashi because he said that Jim Jones was a blood. Common knowledge. I mean, have we not heard this nigga? Common song? knowledge. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Have we not seen him in multiple videos and red flags? Common Niggas knowledge. Niggas like, he said Cardi B was a blood. Common knowledge. Fam, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I, I hate y'all. Like, I really hate y'all people. This is not new information. This is common knowledge. So now it's official because he said it? Like, nigga, all the records? Nigga, the fact that you say you be blood? Like, what? Like, what is going on here? You see the nigga throw the shit up. It's common knowledge. I, I don't know, dog. This shit is this shit is beyond me. <laughs> this shit. Is, I am baffled, my nigga. But like, so listen. Say you're not a street person and you're a regular civilian, right? Like you go to go to work, you pay your taxes, the whole nine yards. I hear people saying Takashi should not have snitched, and if because you know they was extorting him right yeah they was extorting him for money um they kidnapped him roughed him up fucked his girl fucked his girl and now he's in a position to hurt these people this is the story you know what i'm saying people going like he in a position to hurt they these make people. The, they make them sound like the victim in this in this case and they like no nah, you shouldn't have did that you got to handle that shit in the streets so you as a regular average citizen are literally going to tell me that this man should go murder people instead of telling on them and getting them put in jail. Now, I know how the street shit is, right? But you as a regular individual are literally saying it would be better for this person to murder him. Do you remember the 60-minute interview with Cameron? Yes. Where he was talking about if he knew the killer was in 5E, he yeah. would, nigga, you're, you sound stupid as fuck. Let me find out there's a nigga chopping bodies two doors down, and I'm calling the pigs. Like for like like in your regular <laughs> citizen mind, you trying to tell you are my, like nigga. My kids live in this neighborhood. Nigga, I'm calling the police. You work a nine to five, but you on Twitter talking about somebody should have murdered somebody. <laughs> like shut the Ty, fuck up, man. Tyrone. Like shut up, Tyrone. Get off of your computer. <laughs> finish typing up that report and go the fuck home. We minding other people's business right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we not we that gang. Like nigga, you not a killer. You eating at Denny's on the weekend. Whatever gang. You shopping for khakis with your wife on Saturday, my nigga. You not a killer. Fam, you got your shirt tucked in on casual Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> shout out to Dan. <laughs> That's not a shot of help, but that nigga tuck his shirt in on casual Fridays. But like nigga, you a fucking But there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that not. shit. But like, come on, fam. Like we minding people business that we don't got to nothing. You at you at Admonishing niggas to doing something that you wouldn't do your fucking self at all. 
You wouldn't do it yourself. You're not ready to go kill somebody. <laughs> like, because he disrespected a stranger <laughs> that you've never met. Like, come on, man. Let's be real. So when you so what's snitching is what's not snitching? I feel like if you are truly of that life, if you are, if me and you selling drugs together and I get knocked and they tell them, damn, you're going to do 30 years. Well, shit. But if you tell on your plug, it might get, and I'd be like, yeah, Jay, Jay the one getting the birds in. They at his house. That's snitching. All right, let me that's, ask, that's snitching. Let me ask this question then. You was a street nigga. You just came home. Um, you at your cousin's crib. Police, pull, y'all get in the car. Police pull up. It's a pistol in the car. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, "Who gun is it?" And if don't nobody say shit. Yeah, like you're not you're not actively doing no crimes and no shit like that. Do you, I'm just I'm just a victim of circumstance. I'm yeah. in the car. Do you go do the rest of your twenty years, or do you be like? Hey fam, uh, that shit ain't mine. That's it. Like what? So in that situation, are you because that's not your friend? You just met the nigga forty five minutes ago. Like so, is that snitching? Because because they like, well, if you can't do the crime, don't do the time. I ain't do no crime. No, I, I want to know. I want because like everybody got a fucking opinion on the internet, but you put in that situation. What 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 you about to do? I'm not sitting twenty years. Call me what you want. I'll be a free ass snitch. I'm not sitting twenty years. That's Jason's gun. That's or the, or the nigga came to your house and you ain't even know he, this nigga came to the crib. He put the I, that's not mine. So now, so you a snitch? Is that is that what it, you know? what I'm saying because yeah. everybody got this whole you did this, you did like so. No, that's Jason's gun and that's his crack. I see Remy Ma on on uh, State of the Culture going off on a lawyer um, who was <laughs> telling people like like if you gonna snitch, she basically said Takashi was snitching wrong essentially like. You need to find out. First off, you shouldn't do you. You should go ask yourself how much time can I do? If you gonna be a criminal, like realistically, how much time do you think you should do? I got about thirty six months in tops. <laughs> tops. That is at the the worst. I got about thirty six months. That's what three and a half. That's three years. Yeah, that's so, the best I can give you. How much did? It, yeah. So that's like um. Yeah. You start talking anything over three years. Let's have a conversation. So she was basically going through this shit, and Remy got upset. Like, I can't believe you sitting here and you telling people how to snitch. If you can't do the crime, or if you you don't don't do it, yeah, that's cute to say, but niggas don't think they're gonna get caught. Remy, you did seven years for shooting your friend. You did seven years because she told on you. Fact. You did seven. <laughs> you shot your friend. She told the police. You went to jail for seven years. And you on parole right now. Yeah. And can't fuck up. So you mean to tell me, Remy, if somebody comes around you, well, she might because she got an image to uphold. But somebody who comes around you who don't know you, and y'all not friends. Nigga, we seen the Remy and Pap. Pap was getting her in the house before curfew. I need you to be straight out in these streets, baby. And you know how, how principal Pap is on the snitching shit? He just said that. Yeah. So what happens, Pap and Rem? If a nigga that y'all don't know or don't fuck with come around y'all with the ratchet and don't step up, are y'all gonna be like, all right, baby, we we'll see you, a, we'll see you in another eight years? Nah, no. Nope. Like, really, what's gonna happen? I'm telling, and I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not trying to 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 insinuate that they gonna tell, but let's like, but at, like, let's use our logical minds here, because 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 for some people, I think 
this gangster shit is a fairy tale. Yeah. It's a farce. It's Little Red Riding Hood. It's Snow White. Like the shit doesn't exist to you in that frame of mind. But it's but it's for some niggas, they out here living that shit. If it's a fairy tale for you, it's hard for you to imagine what you would really do in this situation. But like you said, I'm working nine to five. I work at the plant. I'm working third shift. I get off of work. I get some coney. I go home to my wife and my kids. Shooting a nigga is beyond me. <laughs> I shoot niggas in Grand Theft Auto. I shoot niggas in Red Dead Revival. Shoot. I'm not killing niggas in off Seven Mile. Shoot niggas who do not po- pose a harm to me is out of the question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, me and you both carry pistols. Is is not is among other things. Yeah, it's not no secret. But like I'm not I'm not running up in like the Coney brandishing that shit and telling niggas to get on the floor. I got the shit for my general protection. Right. Like you're not just gonna run up on me and assault me, pull me out my t- No, no, no. If I feel my life is in danger, I'm gonna pull the bitch. You understand? But I'm not just out here like, hey, it's Friday night. Uh, I ain't got no pussy on the menu, so I might as well go kill a few niggas and go to the crib. It doesn't work like that. And I they just, tell, hold on, not to cut you off. And they tell you when you take the class for your CPL, when you pull your weapon, you have seven seconds. And in that seven seconds, you need to decide: Are you a killer or are you a fucking victim? You better take that time before you pull that pistol. Don't you pull that pistol? You better let that bitch off. Yeah. Because I'm assuming you pulling one because somebody got one. Right. So I just don't believe that everybody who's jumping in and commentating about what he should do and what he shouldn't do and what you would do and what you would do. I just don't believe you. Like, I really don't. You know what I'm saying? That ain't none of my business. Whatever gang he told on, that's whatever they going to do. That's, let, that's let Daniel up, cook. Let Daniel cook. That's up to them. I don't got shit to do with it. You ain't coming around me <laughs> with that shit. Uh, I don't condone. I don't condone niggas telling on each other and all the other shit. But like, um, I just don't believe y'all. I just, I just don't believe y'all, dog. Think y'all would tell. Um, I'm sure y'all would tell. We watch enough first forty eight to know that y'all would tell. And what y'all really think is, if you go on crime in a D, right? Every time a, a cop do some dumb shit. And or arrest somebody like y'all niggas need to be out here solving crimes. Y'all ain't solving those crimes. Y'all think, a lot of crimes get solved in Detroit. Nigga, y'all think the police not solving crimes? Have you seen Wayne County? <laughs> there it's is full. Not, it's full. Frank Murphy Monday through Friday from eight to four. It is not a break, nigga. It's it's niggas are running through that bitch. The cases are getting cases solved. back to back to back. All fucking day long. Y'all think that y'all not getting caught because you don't, you don't, you see the story, but you don't see the follow up. Niggas no, are you going. See, to, you see the news, yeah. which shows a very small majority of the crime that's going on in the city. But niggas is going to jail every fucking day. And you know why niggas going to jail? Because people tell. Because they telling. How else? Like literally though. If I go right, if I go out right now, like the police just ain't just ain't super detectives and just solving every fucking. I go crime. out right now. To a fucking Coney Island, get into with a nigga and let off, and he dead. Unless I'm on camera, how the fuck the police gonna get me, dog? I don't got no connection to this nigga, <laughs> right? I have literally no connection. Somebody seen you and went and told. Because Tarika behind the counter <laughs> gave a full description of what the fuck you look like. Oh, man. First 48. Y'all watch this show. Everybody snitches on First 48. Everybody. Nobody is like, nah, I'm not gonna. T-. 
every fucking body snitches on first 48. I think it's morally wrong, right? But I'm going to pose this question. I don't have the answer to this question. I'm just posing the question. Okay. If I'm a nigga who's been a terror since I've been born, I rob niggas, I kill niggas, you got people out here raping women, fucking children, you know what I'm saying? Like doing the most dastardly shit in the fucking world and they still around you, they may be still in your circle. I only care about myself because I, I, I've destroyed everything around me. And then they put in a position where they can be free and they can destroy another life. You think they not? Like, you think that shit is like, no, that's where you went. That's where you crossed the line. You went too far on that one. Your man, it got like seven bodies on him. Because now you putting human life underneath a principle. So you don't get in tr- like, that's some wild shit. Like, can we examine that for a minute? Like, your man got eight bodies on him. But you draw the line because he told on somebody. Right. Nigga, he raping bitches out here. <laughs> like, if a if a person who don't follow no rules, why you think he going to follow the rule that you care about? I get that you care about the code of the streets and all this shit. If I ain't never followed a rule in my life, what makes you think that yours is so important? And if I'm the tough nigga anyway, what you going to do to me when I tell? Cause my gun's still gonna go off. Like what? I don't. I don't. My nigga, life is not an episode of Snowfall. Life is not an episode of The Wire. It doesn't work like that. Niggas be telling, and they not scared that something gonna happen to them. Because when you the toughest nigga in the room, what? Who gonna do something to you? <laughs> right. I don't know. But why you think your rule is so important that nigga ain't never listened to no other rule? Cause this is the gold. This is the golden rule, nigga. Doing capital crimes that come with the death penalty, like niggas don't give a fuck about life, dog. Like I don't care about life, so he don't care about your rules. I don't listen to rules. Most criminals outlaw criminals don't. That's why they're criminals. They don't listen to rules, laws. Some don't even listen to logic. And guess what? Niggas be doing crimes because they didn't think they was gonna get caught. So that whole you shouldn't have did it if you couldn't do it. Well, nigga, I had to eat. The kids needed something. I robbed a bank. I don't know any nigga that's done a crime and and went into it thinking, I'm going to get caught on Friday. <laughs> no, every, nobody I know that has committed a And I know like for real criminals, niggas that have done years in jail. Years. My nigga D did 18. He killed two niggas the summer before we went to ninth grade. Did eight did a solid eighteen years. This nigga came out and he was and he's only been out like two years. And he clear as day was like, nigga, I never thought I would get caught. <laughs> nigga, you were 14 and you killed two people. Like nigga, we didn't we weren't smart enough to get away with that shit. But at 14, I didn't know. Yeah. Like how they gonna catch me? Fingerprints. Fingerprints? Like <laughs> how you you know? He did 18 years for a double for a double homicide. Uh, the funniest shit I've watched in years is Stop Lying, Stop Snitching, uh, the DVD. Yeah, I remember game. that shit. That shit is fucking hilarious. So if you a street nigga, you don't talk to the police at all? You shouldn't. That's the that's the law. That's law. What happened to somebody breaking your house? You deal with it. You deal with it. You don't call the police. Real niggas ain't got insurance. You deal with it. Somebody steal your car. You deal with it. 
you get in a car accident. You drive off. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, so what's the rules? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking to the pigs. Fuck it. Fuck 12. Fuck, oh, fuck it. Fuck the house insurance then. I might as well have house insurance because I can't actually call <laughs> and do a police report, right? Right. So was Frank, is Franklin snitching on Snowfall? If he know he's working with the CIA, he working with the feds, does that mean he a snitch? You are actively working with law enforcement, even though you're selling drugs. But if you're actively working in law I mean, enforcement. I mean, in, in a sense, Franklin is part of the police force. Not even snitching like he on a payroll. So also, if, if police is selling drugs and you dealing with police who selling drugs, you actively working with police? Or because they're doing something wrong, it's, a, it's okay? No, you you a CI. You're a confidential informant. That's what Franklin is. So if niggas got police on a payroll, do that mean they're actively working with police they, informants? They are working for the police. Because the, the minute that you don't have them niggas money, what the fuck they going to do? Turn your black ass the fuck in. They going to raid the spot. It's going to be the biggest bust of their career. Man, last Friday when I left out of here, nigga, I went over to Target and shit um, to get some um, shit, some, some shaving shit, right? Right. I won't get out the car and uh, I look over to the right and there's a nigga by the lead. What's well, a, It's a couple. They put in some shit in their minivan and it's a car and just smack another car. Boom. I guess he thought he, he put it in drive, but his shit was in reverse. Pow. Smack the car. And they, the, per, the, the the little couple that was next to him, they looking and shit because they was kind of close to him. And they got in the car and peeled off and shit. So I'm walking in Target and shit. I'm like, damn, somebody going to be mad as fuck when they um come out and see their car fucked up and shit. And I seen a little parking attendant and shit. I'm like, man, somebody should probably tell that it was a car accident. Well, hope somebody tells. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> it's not going to be me and shit. But like, I, I don't know if I would have came outside. I'm like, damn, because I would want to look at the camera or some shit, but like, that ain't going to be me. I mean, I've been that nigga before. We know, nigga. I've hit, <laughs> nigga, the, I know this is terrible to say. I ripped somebody's bumper the fuck off of their car like a month ago. Nigga, this uh, <laughs> Like, I was trying to park at Children's Hospital I, I misjudged it. I could hear my car scraping against they shit. And then when I backed up, I ripped drive, the entire man. bumper off. This in real life, this is the third mm. time you've hit a parked car and told us about it on the podcast, nigga. This is the third time, fam. Once I, a year you hit a I car. Am, I am what I am. A horrible I am driver, what I am. nigga. I watched the whole I watched in the rear view as I put this bitch in drive and the entire bumper come off this minivan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hope you had insurance, and I am sorry that it happened to you. Yeah. I hate it happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. To put a bow on this snitching shit, um, be a civilian. Be a regular person. Um, don't get involved in the street shit because we be minding other people's business. That don't got nothing to do with us. I don't think that the shit that you say online you would ever do. Um, I don't really think that you think Takashi should have murdered those people instead of telling on them. I don't think that if you like a regular civilian, if you would right. live in a different, if you live a different lifestyle, no power to you, man, you live by those rules. But for the 98% of you who don't, I don't believe you. I just don't morally it's wrong to tattletale on people. 
morally if like remember when Shawnee was on here the other day and she, she said, said she wouldn't call the police on a black person she wouldn't call the police on a black person and even though I don't want this crime to happen but like it's too much shit going down and this person liable to die when the police pull up I think being in prison is fucked up it's slavery. It's literal slavery. I don't want you people You seen 13 in, on Netflix. Yeah, I really don't want black people in prison, for sure. I don't want people in prison, but like specifically, I'm looking out for mine. Uh, so I'm not condoning you a- attempting to send somebody to prison. But I will say this. Some of you niggas don't need to be with the general population out here in the public. So whether that's sitting down for a few <laughs> years or maybe we should just take Some of you niggas belong in cages. Or some of you niggas can just get taken off the earth. Cause I do believe in violence too, but um, population control. Yeah, pop. That's a good way to put it. I do believe in population control. So, uh, just, just you know, mind your damn business. You know, what I'm saying, protect your friends and your family, and tell like you was gonna do anyway. Say no, <laughs> you was gonna tell anyway. Right? Yeah. Go on about your day. Yeah. Uh, anything else happened this week, man? Uh, I know this is completely off the subject, but. I've been playing Mario Kart World Tour all week. Why? Shit is fun. You playing on uh, Apple Arcade or something? No, man. You Nintendo's giving it to you free for two weeks. For two weeks? Yeah. I was never a Mario Kart fan. Nigga, what? Uh, after Nintendo and Super Nintendo, I'd never fuck with that Nintendo shit again. I fuck with Mario Kart. Yeah, I was a PlayStation and a Genesis man. I was never into that shit. Okay, no Mario Kart for me, man. I mean, that's that's been a a huge part of my week. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Um. You sent me a clip of what uh what Malik. Yeah, Malik Uh, Yoba. He was pretty angry. A little upset that they asked they were asking him about his uh sexual liaisons. Yeah, and they—I don't know what the question that he asked. I'm assuming it was something to do with the alleged underage that he may have been, may yeah. or may not have been. Allegedly, um, yeah. Fam, you should be doing interviews at this time, if that's the case. Because what else would we want to fucking talk to you now? If the interviewer told you beforehand, like, "Look, we're not going to talk about this," he said they talked for four hours. Like and again, we was we would talk for first off. Anyway, he said he I don't to know that. if I want to talk to Malik Yoba for four hours. Y'all talked to four hours yesterday. I guess you know they had little pre meetings or whatever, hanging out, and then you get there and you switch up. It's kind of bold, but I do it all to my fans to be a real nigga and ask and, these questions. And nigga, Malik Yoba coming here, we ain't gonna ask. N- nigga, like I tell you, just don't come. Yeah, because if you don't like nigga, I know. What you like is down on six and will work. And if you don't want to talk about that shit, that's cool. But like, like you said, you got to avoid interviews. If you don't want to talk about it, then don't talk because you can't be in a room, in a room with somebody and be like, Hey, we can talk about everything but this, but it is my job to investigate and give people the news. And it's like, well, like, Fam, we don't want to talk to you other than that. Malik Yoba has been out of the limelight for a long time. Like New York undercover been gone for a long time. Though they though there was a reboot coming. Nah. And this was before all this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like But so I mean, like niggas weren't worried about you three months ago. Yeah. 
but now because you've talked about your your preferences with women, and I use that term very loosely, now that you've come to the light about your preferences, niggas want to hear about that shit. Hey, listen, dog. I'm handling this situation differently now. I had a time to think and had time to reflect. And I'm um I'm gonna stay away from some of this shit publicly now. I did have a really interesting conversation, right? Okay. Do you believe that we are spiritual beings living in a physical realm? Like after we like our souls are here forever. Right. Um I do believe that. Like energy can be destroyed. Um, can't be created or destroyed. It's like what's I think what's here is here. So we spiritual beings live in a physical existence, right? Okay. And I, I was thinking about this shit. I was overheard a conversation and said, then I took that conversation and had a conversation with other people, right? And I do really believe that, right? So then it's like, well, if I'm a spiritual being living a physical existence, what dictates So my spirit came before the body. Okay. So if I'm, what if you in a room body? <laughs> like, like what? what? <laughs> no, I don't even have no words for that shit. What if you came to my fucking in the wrong body? <laughs> like, like some niggas be like, I thought I was in the wrong body. Like, what if you was in the wrong body? <laughs> it's not funny. I don't mean no, I'm not making. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost, bro. It's not, I'm not making a joke. I'm not making light of. But like, literally, what if you was in the wrong body, dog? Like, I'm supposed to be in a 62 year old woman's body, <laughs> dog. But but basically, I have look, to believe that my Lord, my big Jesus is mistake free. I have to believe that. Well, I, what if we put too much? importance on what we do physically here and we gonna be here for infinity and we here for 70 80 years and we think that this is it you know what i'm saying so what if you know anyway but what i did realize is this you know i like a good debate yeah you know i like to exchange. you like you like to argue i, I like, like argue. i like to hear both sides and like to put up a a, a a spirited debate however if i win a debate right and the me winning debate means your feelings is now hurt. That's never my intention. You know what I'm saying? And then soldiers catch the bullets. I get it. I can poke holes in a whole bunch of different stories and everything like that, but ultimately, if I'm going to impact you negatively, because like after we do that, then what? You still feel the way that you feel. I still feel the way that I feel. Only thing that happened was... I proved that I'm right. You know, <laughs> I, I like being I right. I proved that I'm right. You know what I'm saying? But like... I don't, I don't, I don't know that there's a there's a goal. Like I can win the back in the day, we were like you can win an argument with a customer, but you lose a customer. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I can, I can win this argument, but I lose the person. Why? I, I like I'm not about to intentionally inflict pain. So some of these some conversations, I'm just be like, you know what? I don't got no opinion on this shit. I'm gonna share because I diametrically oppose this and that. Like we never gonna come to an end, and ultimately, what's gonna end up happening is. You're going to feel the way at the end of the You're conversation. You're going to feel the way, and we're not going to. And it's not, it's not, not even worth build, it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's not even so, worth it. Uh, I've made my views pretty clear, or my questions pretty clear, and I'm going to leave it like that because. So, do, I, so who, just throw me out there. Who, who just throw I, me out there. No, I'm saying, but who am I to tell you what you feel like? I don't know what you feel like. Who am I to tell you what you like? Yeah. But I can tell you what makes sense to me. Yeah. And that's, I mean, no should have anyway, but like, whatever. So uh, I'm a, you know. I'm going to ball out because it's a lose-lose situation. I can't win, dog. 
I hope Malik is enjoying his Friday night. Yeah. Whatever he's doing. Uh, whatever he's doing it with. You got a uh, music pick, man? Yeah, my music pick for the week is really just a live. Uh, the baby's new album dropped, Kirk. Mm. And that shit is solid, top to bottom. I ain't listening. I like the baby. I he do. be spitting. I wonder how. I like the baby. I do. And um, he got a very unique flow. Yeah. Um, so much so that when you hear it, you know. You like, know it's him. You know it's him, uh, which is dope. I wonder how long that's going to have. Like, I wonder how long. I hope he has some longevity. Yeah. I really do. I wonder, I mean, I'm sorry, how long that particular flow pattern is going to stick around. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Before I, I, like, I like the fact that it's unique to him. Like, facts. As no of, one sounds like Yeah, him. as of yet, nobody has tried to bite that shit. Um, one of the uh, the guys from um, Infinite Opinions uh, do his game with their, uh recite lyrics and shit. You got to pick the artists and shit. So when they was reading the lyrics, like, I can tell it was the baby lyrics literally just by the cadence. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he has a, a specific cadence and when he raps, which is that's extremely dope because Because it separates him from everybody else. Yeah. So But I I like the project and I think the baby is dope. I hope that he has some longevity in the rap game. Yeah. I like him. It's a few it's a few of these new young niggas that I fuck with and, mm. and the baby is one of them. Yeah. Um I really did a whose man's this already. You did. Um but I will say this. I think it was Deadspin put Kobe Bryant as number 14 on the list of, of all-time all NBA players. That shit is fucking blasphemous, my nigga. Niggas got Tim Duncan above Kobe Bryant. Let me tell you something. There is They got Larry Bird above Kobe Bryant. They had Steph Curry above Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Let me tell you something. When I think of the top three players in the NBA ever, this is mine. Yeah. Michael Jordan, yeah, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael and you can and you can interchange two and three. Yeah, tell me one thing that Larry Bird does better than Kobe Bryant, dog, on a basketball court. Breathes, <laughs> ties his shoelaces. Like I get that it. might be it. Like Wears I, long socks. I get it. Like we probably thought that Larry Bird had like a, a cold jumper. Go look at them percentages and look at them shot attempts. Larry, like the thing about basketball is like it's almost like rap. Like the the game changes every couple years. Yeah. Because for a minute everybody wanted to dunk. Now everybody jacking up threes. I can make an argument that Steph is top ten. Top ten, yes. He's ranked number. He's number ten on that list. But I can make that. Don't mean that I think he is number ten, but I can make an argument. He that, ch- he he has realistically changed the game. But Steph Curry is not a fucking Kobe Bryant. He's not. Kobe has five championships. He made twelve all defensive teams. Steph Curry has never done that. Facts. And that's just like that's not no hate to because he is a part you know of how fucking smart Kobe Bryant is when it comes to this basketball shit, dog. This shit is a this is like otherworldly. I the, under, when he talk about that Mamba mentality, like that shit is for real. He got a whole little joint on ESPN Plus where he breaks down the games. Uh, I just seen him on uh, the Knuckleheads podcast, which is uh, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. Right, right. Um, I watched their video. I don't listen to the podcast per se, but. I do. I just watched the video. Kobe was on there. They only interview like NBA stars. NBA, and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a good fucking podcast. It by is. The way. Uh, Kobe. They Bryant, got an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Kobe Bryant mental state. Like he, I like me personally. I think Kobe Bryant plays basketball better than LeBron James. Now you can argue me with, with the stats and shit like that. Like I think he is a better basketball player from 
his understanding he's of cerebral. the game. Like, he's cerebral. Yeah. Y'all niggas are playing checkers and Kobe is playing. Like he's literally mm-hmm. mapping. He's playing chess. You know he's I literally hate that fucking analogy. Uh, but, but I mean, it's it's literally the truth. He is mapping five moves ahead. You while can do you that f- in checkers too, by the way. You can. You can. But, but I'm anyway, just, let you let me let, let you cook. Go ahead. But I mean, he's literally mapping out five moves ahead. Yeah. And that's why he is so fucking good. Like, is yes, talent will take you so far. And and essentially every athlete, father time is undefeated. Hard if, work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Facts. And father time is undefeated. Eventually your game is not above the rim. You know, Kobe, when he stopped being a high flyer, he became a deadly jump shooter. They asked him that. There's my asked him like, so like when you stopped being like the high flyer, it was like, so how was that? Like, because it seemed like all you f- wor- worried about was getting to a spot on the floor. And he was like, well, you find your sweet spot. He said, like, I've taken this shot hundreds of thousands of times so that I know if I get there, the shot is it's like. It's second nature. It's innate at this point. I just know I need to make it to this spot on the floor. And once I get to this spot on the floor, you can't fuck with me, essentially. I just need to make it there. So before I may dribble and do all this other shit, now I just get to post or or pivot. Like once I get here, you can't fuck with me because I know I can take you off. Ain't Kobe so smart? He said one time um, he worked out with Reggie Miller in the offseason and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And he pretty much learned every single thing he can learn about Reggie Miller. Like when he when he come off a ball screen, uh, when he do a jab, when he step, everything he know. So when they played him in the next year um, in the season. He know all your moves. I took everything from you, fam. But I saw Michael Jordan say that about like the dream team. That next year he came back to dominate because he knew he had played with all the best players in the NBA and he learned all of your weaknesses. This nigga Kobe Bryant said he came out of high school specifically so he can play against Michael Jordan. He said, I knew he was about to retire. He skipped college because he was going to Duke or North Carolina. He skipped college and went directly to the NBA just to get the chance to play against Michael Jordan. That nigga different, dog. Yeah. Like, he he the best. But but even, <laughs> but, it, but even crazier to think, like, Kobe Bryant with a year at Duke, would have been even that more more dangerous. Kobe Bryant with a year at North Carolina playing. Was Dean Smith still alive back then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Him playing for a year with a basketball genius like Coach K or Dean Smith well, for he, a year would have he, elevated that game. Well, he said he was uh, he was in such a good position because he came off the bench. He went to the All-Star game his rookie year off, off the, the bench. bench. Yeah. But he was so he said he was so in a good position because everybody on that squad could ball. Nick Van Axel could ball. Eddie, Eddie Jones. Jones can ball. Like he he literally shack all them niggas and shit. Like he had to it was like gladiator school in practice just to get on the floor. And then I could he said not then I couldn't mess up. You know what I'm saying? And because I was younger than everybody else, when everybody else went to the club and everything, I'm 18 years old. I couldn't, so I just studied film. I studied tape. I went to the gym. Like, I made myself better. And then once I got 21, I'm already in this rotation, so I'm just going to do that shit. Because Quentin Richardson, he was like, well, I played for L.A. And the others, the same dream, like, I've never seen you out anywhere. I said, I've never seen you other than this building. <laughs> where the fuck do you drive at? Like, where, where's the Batcave? Like, he was like, hey. I go home. I go to the gym. Like and was like I play games. Niggas don't got that dedication, dog. No. Like when you look at that shit, dog. Kobe Bryant, 
other than Michael Jordan, I don't know who played basketball better than him. And and when you think about that level of dedication, that's crazy. That's that's grimy. You understand? Like that's like the nigga that go to work every day and ain't never missed a day in like ten years. Yo, your focus is lasers. That means I don't give a fuck what else is going on in my life. I'm here. This nigga broke his finger, put that shit back, and like I guess I'm gonna be shooting left hand now. <laughs> Towards Achilles and finished the street and, shows. And then walked off the court. Like nigga, you fucked up your Achilles. On the court. And nigga, I, 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 I walked out with two <laughs> niggas holding me up to get to my fucking car. And you, the next day I was at work, you see me dragging my dragging foot. Your fucking literally foot. dragging my foot <laughs> around the next day and shit. Like, like Kobe Bryant is really a good basketball player, dog. The X's and O's, the, the spots on the floor, the learning everybody thing. Like, I don't know a nigga who he, played basketball he's, better. He's than top him. three. I don't want to hear no other argument. And what he's doing with his daughter and his, his girls' basketball team? <laughs> Oh, he's, tur- he's turning he's turning them into assassins. <laughs> yeah, man. Assassins. Yeah, man. The memes that they've been doing, like, oh, my father died. Like, well, skipping practice isn't going to bring him back to life, <laughs> is it? Yeah, man. Um, shout out to Kobe, dog. He's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. I didn't appreciate him. I, I'll be honest. I was a Kobe hater. I used to say he wasn't even the best player in California at one point. I thought he was Herschel Hawkins with a, a first step. But... All jokes aside, like we're never going to see that again. And what's so funny is uh, oftentimes people be like, well, he wasn't the best player because Shaq was on his team. Shaq is dominant. Yeah. And Shaq is big as fuck, so he got his points, he got his rebounds. But Kobe Bryant plays basketball better than Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaq is just a, like a, a physical specimen and a dominant force. We're never going to see a player that big, that strong, able to dominate the game like before Shaq like started getting fat and like lazy them years were like 03 04 when like Shaq was like MVP Shaq he was unstoppable well not 03 04 that's, no, no, that's when they lost cold. to the Pistons right <laughs> but let's say like 02 03 yeah, sure. Shaq Man. that nigga was fucking unstoppable first championship Shaq yeah now now them later years when he ballooned up to like 350 or better and he said he did that shit cause Kobe was there he's like I would have stayed in shape but like I didn't have to cause you was there nigga yeah and that's why they was the beef he was like no uh, get you know the niggas had a fist fight I would pay cash money to see that shit and like niggas looked at Kobe crazy cause nigga you swung on Shaq <laughs> I would pay cash money to see that shit. Man, I forget what I was listening uh, to. And um, I think niggas, uh, John Sally um, was on Vlad and he was talking about Kobe Bryant or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's commonly referred to that Kobe snitched on Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Never said Shaq name. Not once. Never said Shaq name. We all assumed it was Shaq. No, nah, he said something like Shaq was out here paying he, bitches off. He said, another one of my teammates. Like, I went and found the ESPN article that all this shit, because none of this shit was like transcripts. He didn't take no stand. He wasn't in court. He was having a conversation with an officer, you know, when they had a little interrogation shit. I went back and looked at the ESPN transcript. He never said Shaquille O'Neal's name. He said a teammate of mine. He never said that nigga name. But we all just knew that it was Shaquille. And John Sally was on the Lakers at this time and shit. Because he was on Autumn all right. his team and shit. It wasn't even Shaq he was talking about. Because he know who he was talking about. It wasn't even Shaq he was talking about. But all this time, we've been saying that he snitched on Shaq. He snitched on Shaq. He never said that nigga name. And he wasn't even talking about him. 
He didn't, but Kobe did ass fuck that girl in Colorado. Okay. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Okay. That nigga was playing for his life in Utah, <laughs> nigga. That nigga was dropping. That's when he dropped that 81 here, and he's like, fuck it. Um, anyway, dog. He dropped that 81 on a nigga from Detroit, Jalen Rose. He dropped about 50 on Jalen. No, he really didn't. Yeah, he did. No, nah, he I really want you, didn't. He, I want Mo, you Pete, Mo Pete called Mo Pete like, ate some of that. Because, like, because literally, you know, they, they talk about this shit all the time. He gave Jalen about 24 points specifically. But, like, it was like three and four niggas on him. But since I'm the starter, I'm the starting shooting guard. I, I get the I get the whole eighty one, but like, and they got you know his eighty one points are on the internet, right? Yeah, I've and seen just, the video. And just the, just him scoring, nigga, them, them not not Jalen Rose and all, but he get he get the brunt of the shit. Mo Pete somewhere like hell yeah, uh, Mo Pete. Man, what happened to Mo Pete? Forty forty point five points, nigga. <laughs> um, all right, man. Now I admit it's been a minute since we didn't did a whose bars is these, but. I've been getting a few requests, and uh, we back. So here's the name of the game. I'm going to say some bars because, you know, we fuck with hip-hop around here and music. I'm going to say some bars. You can be like, oh, shit, that's that one shit I used to fuck with. And then you're going to go to your Instagram or your Twitter, and you're going to post a screenshot of the song and the title hashtag who bars is these and you're gonna tag shop talk podcast and jay johnson 313 and then i'm gonna take a look at a couple of the winners then i'm gonna raffle off a t-shirt and send some merch out to you you feel me now nah, you feel me but uh yeah so this week who bars is these Taking knots from the out-of-state spots. Any nigga make it hot can find a vacant lot. You don't really want to come try the one guy who stayed dumb high for blunt lie to Riker Singh Singh alumni who got more beef than an Islamic farm. So I'll pack enough sonic arms to neutralize atomic bombs. Whoo, shit. That's one of my favorite verses ever. And that's a fucking layup for y'all niggas. All right, man, whose bars is these? Time for the benediction. Oh, I was going to say, nigga, what the fuck is that hand movement? Uh, it's Dame Gone Wild. On uh, IG, that's it. That no, was a, no Twitter day. That was a splice because I, I inserted the uh, whose bars is these. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Jay Johnson three one three. I need y'all to follow a uh, Shop Talk podcast on um all social media. Hey, you know what? Uh, a friend of mine got something going on. Uh, starting like October first, man. We gonna help out. He's trying to raise like a thousand dollars to um buy like coats and socks and shit for the uh homeless or whatever. Okay, I'm down. Um, from October first to uh through Thanksgiving, so uh we gonna be putting some information out where you can donate um funds or toiletry items and stuff like that. But uh, I'm sure we can get a thousand dollars worth of shit, dog. I'm down for that. And another friend of mine. And granted, this is looking towards a future in 2020. We had her on the show, my homegirl, Andrea, from Paisley Paper Facts, her, Company. Her uh, scarf is still in the next room over there. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll let her know. But, uh, I let you know a long time ago. You were supposed to give it to her. 
Okay, well, I was just texting her today. I need to <laughs> let her know I have her scarf. But she is developing a color and craft market for it's going to be a craft show primarily for African-Americans. It's, it's happening in 2020. I yeah. was just texting and talking to her today, and I told her, like, whatever we can do to help Thanks. shine the light on that, you know, she got to come back through because I want to see her win. That's my dog. Yeah. So check this out, man. Um, a lot of y'all possible listeners, or I don't know how people come across the, the podcast, um, y'all shoot me a DM, like, let me come on the show. And, like, I have no idea who y'all are, what you do. Or how you connect to like our audience or whatever. So like if you do want to be on the show, like shoot an email to shoptalkpodcast at gmail.com with like a bio or something that so like I help don't us, help us out. You know what I'm saying? Like if I don't know you or have never Because we're seen not being we not being jerks and assholes about it, like but like literally I can't tell who you are, your impact or your audience sometimes from your from your IG page. And just like I'm 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 not going to listen to a whole album of music to get familiar. Oh, my God. Well, let me rephrase Niggas that. have sent us terrible music. Not even that. No, I don't think we've got any terrible music. Oh, no, music. no, no. We have. We definitely have. But we what I'm what I'm have. saying is a bio would be like, so let me understand because like we, we've been doing this shit for three years, right? I know our audience. I know generally what they like to hear and it ain't all rap music. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. Um, but like, I do want our if you reaching out to be a guest on the show, I want you to be familiar with the show. Cause like how you know you want to be in front of our audience? Do you know who our audience is? And it's a little etiquette that comes along with sliding in these DMs. Yeah, that's another. We'll, we'll talk about that yeah. later. But if you do, the because the gurus are set to return very soon. Yeah, gurus will be back soon. I just <laughs> we got we got some shit to cover. Yeah, I got some shit to cover, and I got shit to take care of before I can do a guru episode. Listen. Also, man, but look, if you do want to be a guest on the show, it's not that I'm like looking for guests because I like when we just be kicking in here talking. Yeah. But if you are going that route, shoot an email with like a bio and some information. So, you know what I'm saying? We can look at some shit and see if it's a, it's a match. Right. Um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dam. Hell yeah. Peace.